Yes, that sounds that better. better. Yeah, <laughs> it was driving me nuts. It was driving me nuts. It was... I thought I was like, am I going to have to fake it like I can hear him this whole time? <laughs> and, no, because it was like, when I was talking, it was uh, just echoing. And see, you know how it was yes. echo, you hear it, and it'd be delayed, and it's throwing me off. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, oh my god, and we had such a good start off too. That's okay. We can make it, it work. Well, okay. look, like, I'm gonna go ahead and knock these particulars off, and uh, and then we can get this thing rolling. Okay. All right, mom? let it off, Bobby. All right, then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on. When we try to start their own podcast here, all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm and get yourself a profile. You can start podcasting, monetize, and do all that for free today. I'm your host, Calvin Arbor Silver Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. Y'all find my music links, my porn links, where you can see that I am real, as well as my social media links where you can follow me. All with one link, all my links.com backslash porn rap star. Damn, I need to be a sponsor for this shit. Cause I swear everyone right, has all my links. Them up. <laughs> and speaking about sponsors, we have two wonderful sponsors. The first one being the Facebook Alex Community Com. Go there today, get yourself a profile, and start your journey or continue your journey into the life of a king. And our other wonderful sponsor, I'm talking about Eroticism Magazine. So go to Eroticism Magazine today, get yourself a monthly subscription. You can either get it digital or mail to you paperback. Talk about some of the sexiest women from around the world, beautiful photography, doing some freaky shit. So go to eroticismmagazine.com and get yourself a subscription. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts, giving you the black experience. So what you need to do is go to shopgwdistrict.com and check out their podcast network at the same time. Get some shopping done where you get the opportunity to buy a bunch of wonderful products from over 500. I'm talking about 500 black-owned retailers. So go to shopgw.com, buy black, support black businesses so we can create generational wealth. And also, I want to tell you about the newest spot that we are at. We are right now a part of the Skyhawk After Dark family. I'm talking about Skyhawk After Dark TV.com. Go there today and I will listen on my personal page or listen to it as part of the radio station. So you got options. So now, um, hello. Hi. Oh, you still there. <laughs> that was that was a mouthful. You said a lot. Hello. Hey, I'm here. Hello. What happened? I'm still here, Bobby. Hello. Um. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right 
That's right. That's right. Down that way I couldn't hear you. So I'm not worried because I'm gonna tell you funny. I'm gonna keep that that part we just did. Okay. And I just, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I got the part tickets out the fucking way, so who gives a shit? Uh introduce yourself, sexy. Oh, hey, that's a nice way to say that. Um, my name is Ryu. You can call me Rai if you want to. Um, I am from Rhode Island. I am grown <laughs> and, <laughs> and new to the porn world, but not new to the podcast world. Um, I used to have my own podcast, and I am planning, hopefully, mm-hmm. to get back into it soon. This is giving me, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. motivation. I have all the equipment. I have the whole thing. I just put it in the closet. Yeah, I see. I see. I see you had the mic, and you was doing podcasting professionally, like strong podcast, what I was oh, seeing. Stop, and, actually, and, no. and, and your podcast <laughs> is good. I actually listened to a couple of episodes, and um, how did you get into podcast before we even get into the porn? How did you get into the podcast? What happened was I have always, like, since I was a kid, wanted to be on the radio. Like, I always mm-hmm. just felt like, you know, I could talk to anybody about anything and I've never been shy. And I always just like, oh, I just want to be on the radio. Like, that was like my dream. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, life happens and never did that. And then... um when I was like maybe 28 or so, I did stand up a couple of times, which was also one of my dreams. And I was like, all right. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. You did stand up. You did comedy. I did. Tell me me your experience being on the stand up stage. Because actually one of my smoke buddies who I'm doing a podcast with, Billy Pilgrim, he was a stand up comedian before he did porn. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think maybe it's kind of like one of those things that you could sort of, it could be related because Mm -hmm. it's like the same kind of like exhilarating, you know, like when people, so for me, I always say to people like, you know, when I'm 80, like my titties are going to hang, like I'm not going to be cute anymore, whatever, but I'll always be funny, right? Like funny doesn't go away, right? So, So I would, I would rather somebody say, Oh, like I think you're sexy. You're so funny. Like I would rather somebody be attracted to me for being funny, right? Mm-hmm. So because for me it's like funny lasts forever. So I think that kind of like, oh, like people vibe with this. People love this. It's funny. Like that feels really good. The same way that you know, sex on camera mm-hmm. is exciting and exhilarating, and you know, you can. It feels good to, you know. Yes, Lord. Yes, it does. <laughs> Yes, Lord. It feels good to, you know, know that people are getting pleasure from something you're doing. So they are kind of, you know, tangentially related. Um, But yeah, no, I loved doing stand up and I wish I had done more of it. But then, you know, I had babies Mm -hmm. and all that. So, um, but go ahead. No, because other with stand up, like you got to have like that comedic, I mean, uh, comedic timing, that timing on stage and stuff. It's right. like it's different yeah. than being an actor, what have you. And like, I mean, how many stand up shows did you do? Just a couple. I mean, I didn't go crazy with it, but oh, you know, just I, a couple. Okay, we're just a couple. No, Not like literally, just, just literally a couple. But I did, um, I was friends with this guy who was an actual like working comic. And yeah. when I did the first show that he, you know, hosted, 
he was like, holy shit, like you killed it. And I was like, no, no, like it wasn't that good. He was like, no, like you hit, like you're going to do this again. Like he was like behind me and he was like a working money-making comedian. So unfortunately mm-hmm. I got pregnant like right after that. And it kind of just like, you know, not no shade to my child. Love him dearly. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it gave of, you a detour per se. Right, yes. Yes. Deep, deep detour. Um, but it is something that I would like to do again. I did, you know, really mm-hmm. love it. Anyway, to get back into podcasting, I um, always wanted to be on the radio and then found, you know, that people thought I was funny, whatever. I was sort of comic relief in my family when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. when you realize when you're older, like that's, you know, trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I, was, I was trying to make everybody laugh because everyone was so miserable. <laughs> but um i guess you know funny people always have that in their lives right like oh wait Mm -hmm. i'm funny because of the trauma um but so when i you know met my most recent ex i said to him like hey like i'm you know this is like before we ever met in person like we had just started Mm -hmm. talking and i said i would really like to do a podcast and i feel like the way that you and i are talking to each other like this good like bouncing off each other type of vibe would be a great, you know, team on a podcast. So before we Mm -hmm. even met, we had decided to do a podcast together. And then the night that we met, we went on a date and he, (laughs) like, looking back, (laughs) this is is kind of weird, but looking back, he recorded the conversation that we had in the car, like after the date, we went dancing or whatever. And then we sat in the car from like 2 a.m. until six in the morning and we talked the entire time and Mm -hmm. he recorded the conversation which sounds yeah. creepy, but it ended up being the first episode of our podcast. Like raw, we sent it. Uh, he had a friend that worked for a radio station and he sent him the raw podcast. And the guy was like, this is amazing. Like I, I would put this on the radio right now. Mm-hmm. But then we just, you know, used parts of that or whatever to start our podcast. But it ended up just being about like, you know, like relationships and we were polyamorous. So it was about like, you know, our adventures Mm -hmm. and who else we were dating and just about you know life and what was happening in the world and all kinds of stuff kink we would go to like sex clubs and stuff and then talk about our experiences and um Mm -hmm. but it was really it was really good for me to feel like oh I'm doing something that I feel good at you know because like you know you go through life and you just have so many like disappointments or things that don't work out or whatever and when I was doing the podcast I was like wow like this feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. And now, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I was a kid, like you had to go to radio school and you had to like do all this stuff to be on the radio, but now you can just make your own podcast and you're on the radio. Like (laughs) there are people who, you know, never went to school for any of that Mm -hmm. and have these super successful podcasts. And then there's people who went to radio school and, you know, don't. So, (laughs) um, so nowadays it's like, you can really make whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. And if people fuck with it, they fuck with it, right? So people true, fuck true. with it. <laughs> people liked it. And um, we had like, well, the problem is, so my ex, uh, he he kept saying like, this is your baby. This is your baby. Like, you love it. This is what you want to do. So he would kind of back out of it sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but because like, for me at least, like the podcast was about like, vibing with somebody else and like having chemistry with somebody and talking and whatever. So like, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to do it by myself. So we stopped and started a few times, but Mm -hmm. once we really like got on a roll with it, 
um, within the first like three months, we had like fifty thousand streams. Um, yeah, which, that's, which that's felt good. awesome. That's- yeah. So, and it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't totally professional. We made the podcast in our house, but then we ended up being on the radio a few times, um, which is where that picture mm. came from. Um, mm. So, yeah, so that was like a professional setting. And we did like a, you know, like a radio show where we talked about our podcast, mm. but then also like people called in and stuff. So, mm. and, you know, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I used to say like, I'm certainly not a relationship expert. I'm a I'm a bad relationship expert, you know, because of experience. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you I, I can't tell you how to keep one, but I can tell you how to fuck one up. That's what you basically say. No, I can tell you what to look for <laughs> so that they you don't go you don't yeah. go through what I've been through. So yeah. but so people would ask, you know, for advice and sex advice. Mm-hmm. And you know, not everybody's so like I've always been really like open-minded and sexually fluid mm. and free and whatever. So mm. uh, like I've had quite a few people, men and women say like, Hey, like it's really helped me when you talk about this or, you know, when you guys touch on this, like it makes me feel like I'm not, you know, weird yeah, or whatever. I think what we don't realize is how much they make us a part of their day. Right. No, for real. Yeah. Because even with me, I'm not a podcaster. I'm also a person that listens to podcasts. So yeah, like if they it throws me off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I would say, so I don't know if you've heard the Don't Call Me White Girl podcast, but yeah, um, yeah. So Mona is, you know, the woman on Don't Call Me White Girl. And I'm like, I think she's my best friend now. Like, I listen to her podcast and I'm like, oh my God, like, I want to be best friends with this girl. Like, like, you know, I I'm to like, her up to try to get on my show. So. Oh, she is- <laughs> Funny, funny. But yeah, so, funny. so I was like tweeting about her and she kept retweeting what I was saying. And I was like, oh my God, like we're friends, we're friends. And yeah. then one of the guys that she does the show with, like one of her manager guys, followed me on Twitter. So I was like, wait, now I'm really going to be friends with Mona. And, you know, everybody's like, shut up. And then he started DMing me. So I'm like, no, nope, mm-hmm. y'all watch, y'all watch. I'm going to be on the show and me and Mona are going to be best friends. <laughs> Yeah. But it's so funny because, like, you know, Unique, who mm. I know you know, he's like, yes. you're just like the same girl as her. You're just not from Philly. <laughs> like, I'm just also a nasty girl. You know, actually, you can't you can call me white girl. I am a white girl. But mm-hmm. I also have a nasty mouth and I just say whatever I'm thinking. So Mona and I are twin souls. <laughs> it's, I mean, because to me, that's part of the reason why I decided to do a podcast. Because it's, I wanted to be able to say what I wanted to say and can give two shits about what people thought about it. Right. You know, but you want and, people to and, hear and, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even to the point, like, when I did subscription base, I yeah. I had straight anxiety because it wasn't whether I was going to make money. It's, I know I'm going to be saying some good shit on there and I want. <laughs> right. No, I agree with you. It's, it sounds kind of selfish in some ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it, it ain't even about the money in some it's in some cases. But because people it's would like, go with you too. Like, like if we didn't put out a show every Wednesday, people would hit mm-hmm. me up and be like, oh, my drive to work sucked this morning because there was no new yeah. episode. And then I was like, wow, people are really, like, looking forward to it. Like, that feels really mm-hmm. good. Like, you know, and it wasn't yeah. just about sex or kink or whatever. Like, we would also talk about, like, stuff we were going through or, like, my ex mm-hmm. was bipolar, so he would talk about, like, 
you know, finally going to therapy and learning about himself. And, you know, I was talking about hey. I have a child with, you know, a very serious rare illness. And so I was talking about like what it's like to be the mother, you know, of a child who's, you know, unwell and, you know, that kind of PTSD mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it got, you know, it was about our lives and people really did mm -hmm. get to know us. So, yeah. but, but to get into more exciting stuff, <laughs> the, the way that I got into porn was also through my podcast because, mm, okay. um, right. So in June of last year, we decided, so my ex was really good friends um, with Princess Gemini. I don't know if you know her, but she's a BBW. Oh, cool. She'd have been on the show a couple of times. She's a smoke buddy. Shouts out to Princess Gemini. Princess That's Gemini. My actually, yes. actually, before you go into that, me and her didn't did a shoot together. So oh, I so, so, so I didn't taste her. Yes. She, so she you, know, you, how you know her biblically. <laughs> yes. And the husband. And shout out to her husband, too. That's my homie. I yeah, love Joey. Yes. No, Joey's Joey's He's so cool. Yes. Yes. He absolutely is. So my ex, his name was Drew. He was very close with Gemini and Joe from just being from Massachusetts because they used to live mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. So mm -hmm. Gemini had always said like, hey, come out to Vegas, like come see us, whatever. And we were like, oh, you know, like when we, you know, have money, <laughs> we'll do that. And then she said, hey, I'm doing um, like a shoot house and a swing event. And we want you guys to do the podcast from the event. And we were like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, you know, she had been telling people about our podcast or whatever. And people, you know, were like, oh, that's cool. Like, we want to be on it, whatever. So we decided to do that. And um, so in June, we went out to Vegas. I think it was the first week of June. And as soon as we got there, everybody was like, oh, are you talent? Are you talent? Are you talent? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like I had, like, no idea what was happening. I, so, mean, I, mean, I mean, to be honest with you, you have a look. <laughs> that is very stunning. I mean, seriously, it's just no matter what <laughs> hair color you have or what have it just it sticks out and it, it's sexy. It's like it, it's like a conversation <laughs> where I had somebody. It's 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 not about in our business. It's not about drop deads, gorgeous. It's about just sexy and sexy embodies the full package. You get what okay. I'm saying? So, so it's like, you know, I mean, not to blow your head up, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, blow your head oh, up. Oh, so now you, I have you know, terrible <laughs> You know, so I make a beautiful lady, you know, blush, what have you. But, but no, but seriously, it, it not surprised me that when they saw you, they were like, are, are you shooting? Are, are you shooting? <laughs> so the very first person who came up to me was Rico Blaze, who I know you've uh, interviewed before because I was scrolling yes. through. Shout out to Rico. Dad bod God. I, I call him the Dad bod God. I call him that. I said that's his nickname. He's a Dad bod God. I love me some Rico. So so Rico was, you know, asking me if I was gonna shoot and whatever. And I was like, oh no, like I'm here to make a podcast, whatever. Like we can, you know, I'll interview you later, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, we'll do something later, like mad flirty right off the bat. And I was like, oh, yeah. all right, Rico. Like, so like I had said earlier, my ex and I, we were polyamorous. So like we both could be with other people, date other people. As long as the other person knew it was totally fine, like nothing off limits, whatever. As long mm -hmm. as it was safe. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it wasn't like completely out of the realm of possibilities that we were going to fuck while we were at, you know, the house in Vegas. 
<laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and he had, you know, hooked up with Gemini before, I'm pretty sure, or at least like messed around with her or whatever previously. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we go to the house and, you know, right away, like everybody's talking and coming outside. We were all on like the back porch talking. And I was like, we we're just going to end up doing the podcast from the back porch because everybody would come outside and just start telling me about the business or telling me about like their experiences or like their best experience or worst experience. But like, I wasn't even asking them questions. I just have a face, I guess, that makes people want to talk to me because like people tell me like their life stories in line at the DMV. Like I know just people want to talk to me. And and in a previous life, before this life, well, my real life, but before all of this, I was a social worker. So I do have, I guess I'm just like someone you can tell things to. <laughs> so everybody started coming outside. And I was taking notes in my phone, which I still have. It's funny. I got a new phone, but like, I guess the notes transferred over. So actually, mm. Unique and I were laying in bed the other night and I opened the notes and there was like a whole page of notes about him and I was like that makes me seem like such a creep but it was just for the podcast (laughs) but it was like like I was writing like about his personality and his experiences Mm -hmm. in porn he was like why do you Mm -hmm. have that (laughs) but so, I, know they, I know they made him blush like a motherfucker, like, damn, what well, she was yeah, really talking about. Yeah, he was like, wow, you did your research on me. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, Rico was flirting, whatever. And then I was talking to Mr. Sticks, you know, Mr. Sticks? Yes, no, Mr. Sticks. Yeah. Love him. And he's just so, like, shy and, like, you would, like, I feel like if I met him outside of that realm, I would never believe he was a porn star because he was just so, like, he would just, like, grin and giggle at everything I said. And, like, he just, like, didn't say, he said, like, three words, you know, like, he's just mm-hmm. so different, but, like, adorable. And mm-hmm. um, so everybody was talking, whatever, vibing. And then I was like, I'm just going to go get the mics. Like, y'all are telling us all this good stuff. Like, why am I typing it into my phone? Like, let's just, you know, make the podcast, whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, long story long. Uh, I guess Rico, Mr. Sticks, and Unique had a powwow conversation, and they were like, hey, so I know that, you know, she's not talent, but, like, I want to fuck her. Y'all want to fuck her? <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, and Thor, too. You know Thor. So, uh, <laughs> I love me Thor. So, though, they was like, you know something? This is what this is part of Pretty Girl Privilege, ladies and gentlemen. This is an example of in, in, in the sex world. She is such a bad chick that four, am I correct? Four, right? Yeah. Four. Four professional, top-notch, well-known, <laughs> male talents was like, for go filming, we just want to fuck this chick. Yeah. And they, they said that. They said, we won't record it. We'll wear protection. We just want to fuck you. <laughs> and, and I can so, imagine a smile on your face at that moment. Well, little did they know that your girl had, like, you know, a gangbang fantasy and never was able to fulfill it until that that night. So... That's <laughs> your ass just had for your first gangbang. It... That's a lot of sausage, darling. That's yeah. Well, not to not to leave Thor out, but I did. So Thor kind of came in like after and was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, can I be a part of this?" And I and and at that and I felt really bad, but 
I don't really fuck white dudes. <laughs> so I was like, Thor, you seem like a great guy, but right now it's just going to be me, Unique, and Sticks and Rico. So, and since then, Thor and I have become really good friends. We talk all the time okay. and whatever. And he's yeah. a great guy. And Thor is I mean, not your regular. He's not yeah. your regular, regular white man. Like, he's not, you know, going to yell at you and punch a wall next to your face. Like, <laughs> like yeah. in my experiences with white men. Um, so I do mm. love me from Thor. And and now I feel guilty and I would I should have let him come in on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, Thor, I but, owe you one. But, 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 but at the time, I don't, you, you was in heaven. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So, it, so we started, they, they had a glory hole. They had like a like a portable glory hole, which kind of makes me laugh because it really is just like a piece of canvas. <laughs> but they had the glory hole set up and it was in their laundry room. So mm -hmm. it, was, it, it started there and then moved, you know, beyond that mm -hmm. with everybody else. But Rico, Rico mm -hmm. and I had the glory hole experience, okay, which, okay. which was, which was filmed. So that does exist. And I have to talk mm -hmm. to Rico about putting that out. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, but then, you know, we moved to the bed and it was amazing and we had so much fun. And like I, it was like glow night at their house. So I had like glow in the dark paint all over me. So like in there's mm -hmm. pictures, some of the pictures I'm like, <laughs> like grinning. All you can see is like my teeth because I'm smiling so much and just like glow in the dark paint on my titties. <laughs> but yes, it was amazing. We had a really great time and it was like three hours long and mm -hmm. I had no concept of time because I was just blissed out and um so after that they were all like um why don't why aren't you a porn star like why don't you do this and I was like oh I don't know like I've just like never really like I mean of course I would love to you know make money and whatever but I've just never really thought mm -hmm. about it and all three of them agreed that it was top five pussy and mouth of all time of anyone they've ever fucked Paid or unpaid. Serious. So, <laughs> serious. Top five, That's yeah. That's a compliment, right? Like, I was like, oh, damn, like, for real? And, like, they were like, no bullshit. Like, that was amazing. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, well, I'll think about it, whatever. And then came home, and my relationship just blew up. And it was not great anyway before that. So it just ended up, you know, fizzling out and whatever. And, mm -hmm. um... Unique and I had stayed really close and Rico and I talked all the time. And um, so after my relationship ended, uh, Nick hit me up and he was just like, hey, like if you need someone to talk to, like I'm around, whatever. And like, he's like, I wanna mm -hmm. help you like make money. And he's like, I really think that you could have a career in this. And you know, mm -hmm. I know you're a single mom and blah, blah. So we talked a few times and then like, you know, we started talking on the phone more and more that I was like, wait, what is happening here? <laughs> Like, and so I would joke with him, like, I'm like, watch, like, you know, in a few years, you and I are going to be married and people will be like, oh, how, you know, we have a baby, whatever. Like, I'm just joking with him. I'm like, people will be like, oh, how did you meet, uh, you know, how'd you meet your mother? I mean, whatever. I mean, like, I mean, oh, you know, I mean, in a I mean, gang gang. Pissing on the grass. You know, you was actually pissing on the grass, didn't know it. You was pissing on the grass, you didn't know it. That, that, that what that was. <laughs> You know, yeah, because you know I'm telling the truth. She's like, he don't know I'm pissing on the grass, but you know, it's just so funny. Like, like 
I took a picture that night before mm. everything went down, and it was like sticks and Rico and Neek and Lil Chris. You know, Lil Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, what's his name? Don Prince. Everybody was lined yeah. up. And they were like, oh, get down on the ground so you could take the picture. So I like, mm-hmm. you know, knelt down. And then I remembered that I wasn't wearing any draws. So I took the picture, but they were all like looking right at my pussy. <laughs> and like, you could totally tell in the picture that they were mm-hmm. not looking at the camera. Like they're all looking at my fucking pussy. But so I said, you mm-hmm. know, you know, when we're old and gray and married and we have grandkids, they'd be like, oh. Mm-hmm. How'd you meet grandma? I'd be like, you know, in a gangbang. All these mm-hmm. all these guys in this picture. <laughs> like, terrible. But he keeps saying, like, oh, we'll change the story. Don't worry. We'll make up a new story. Like <laughs> but, so, so long story, way too long. So now uh Unique and I are, you know, content partners and you know, making pr- I mean exclusively pretty much all of our content together. Um, okay. we worked with Nikki Stacks recently, big titty Nikki. And yeah, we did that. We go ahead. Nikki is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You were looking at them titties. I'm sure it's like, oh, I, I, oh. I said, girl, I have to like hoist these things up just to like play with them. Like they're like basketball. She's got big titties. I said, if that's a titty, then I don't think what I have are titties as well. Because <laughs> it feels like. It feels like a different species. <laughs> yeah, she she's busted in the motherfucker, you know. And, and, oh. and, but, and, and she also, like I said, she has a name, you know. Yeah. She 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 been in the business for a minute. Yeah, no, and she's so sweet and just like I was really nervous. Like I, you know, I've been with women before. Like I've been mm-hmm. in relationships with women. I've been bisexual, you know, out bisexual since I was fifteen. Like so, mm-hmm. but I was worried about working with a woman at like in the porn industry because I was like, Oh, I just feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't want to like, I I typically relate better with men. I have a lot of male friends. Like I don't have a lot of female friends and it's not because I'm like a bitch or whatever. It's just like, I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like a tomboy. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, like what if she doesn't like me? And what if like, we don't get along and what if like, she's like super girly and I don't know how to talk to her. And like, and like, I'm and, also like, I only have sons. Like, I'm just like not around a lot of women. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but like we yeah. hit it off right away. She was cracking up. Like she, she was just like, yo, like I'm dead. Like I can't stop laughing. Like we were like, Unique was like, he wasn't mad, but he was like, girls. Cause like, we were just giggling like the whole time. And like, we banged heads trying to like get to the dick at the same time. And like, there were so many bloopers. Yeah. Like I was like, this video. Oh, is- Everybody each other trying to get to the dick. Oh my god! Tell me y'all oh, didn't yeah. do that. She posted it. She posted the video. I was dying. Like we were both just cracking up the whole night, and we all we he uh Nick got a hotel and we stayed in the hotel mm. like a whole day and then overnight and then a whole nother day and we just shot the entire time. But there's so much content, but there's also so much bloopers. Like I have to go through everything and cut out so much shit. But I was like, we should just make a blooper reel because like, this is hilarious. But we also all got the Rona <laughs> from that experience. Uh, yeah, I'm recovering from my <laughs> Rona myself. So oh, how, bad your, how bad was your symptoms? Oh, it was bad. Oh God. And and Nick's gonna be so mad because he doesn't like when I say he gave me the Rona. 
but I didn't have it before, and then I did have it. So, but oh. he and I were both really sick. Yeah. And thankfully, <clears throat> thankfully, my well, one of my kids got it, but he got it like a week and a half after I had it. So I don't know for mm-hmm. sure if I gave it to him, but he was fine. But yeah. um, I was like really sick, like. I, you know, I was by myself. I'm a single mom. So I sent my kids to their dads. And then I was just in the house completely by myself. And I was like, what if I die? Like, nobody's going to know. Like, this is crazy. Like, and Mm. I was like breathing funny and my heart rate was going really high. And like, Mm. like I could like the, the worst part. And I don't know how bad it was for you, but the worst part was like the fatigue and like the bone pain. Like that's, that's, that's what I was getting. The fatigue, the bone pain. And like, then I, I started to get, like cold symptoms like three days later. Right. Like I couldn't even go downstairs. Like I barely left my room for like five days. Like I would go downstairs and like try to get a snack. And like by the time I was back upstairs, that was like all the energy I had for the day. Like it was mm-hmm. crazy how run down it made me. Like oh, just wild. I slept. I missed put it this way, I lost days. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. And like, like, uh, Unique and I kept checking in with each other. And he ended up mm -hmm. going to like, in New York, they have like, you can go to a hotel, like a a COVID hotel or whatever. And they like give you meals and stuff. But like, he he lost his sense of taste and smell and all that. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose that. Um, God bless Unique. Glad you're feeling better, my brother. I know, right? I nursed him back to hell. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you did. You look like you're a very good nurse. I said, listen, I don't think he complained. if you're going to get COVID, you might as well get it fucking two women and, you yeah. know, spend, right? You might as well. And the funniest thing is, got it way. I didn't get it that way. I got it from work. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a good story. The funny no, thing is, story. I was editing one of the videos and in the video, you know, like Nikki's sucking his dick and then I'm sucking his dick. And then I yeah. jokingly said, and this is how we all got COVID. And then that is how we got COVID. <laughs> hey, hey, you know something? You know something? That'd be a great selling point for that scene. I'm sorry, they're just the producer. I, in said, that. Anyway. I said, Nick, if we don't call this scene, you know, the one where we all got the Rona, like, I was like, we really need to market it that way. Like, we had a fire ass time and then we all almost died. <laughs> yes, so true. God damn. That is exactly oh, what's happening. Everybody's like, if you go out, everybody's like, I'm outside, I'm outside. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, you're about to die. Like <laughs> that is so crazy. Right. So, and I was like, don't let don't let my baby daddy find out that that's how I got COVID. Like <laughs> See, see, see. Uh-uh. I knew you was a slut. No, <laughs> and he does know. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't his slut no more, though. That's why he's no <laughs> And I'm no, pretty sure he remembers, and he's like, God damn it. Exactly. Because tonight, when I was taking my son to his little sports, yeah. my phone rang. And it was unique. And I was like, hey, let me call you back. And old boy gave me a big side eye. And I was like, well, sorry, bud. <laughs> but no, it's not. Oh, and I want to say, before I forget, also at the shoot house swing event yeah. was my girl who I fell in love with and I'm so sad about. But rest in peace to Jada Bams. 
because yes, rest in peace to her. Yes, that hurt me too. I I, um, I met her shortly for a small for a small frame. I we just connected like on like we spent all night outside talking. We were laughing, date like you know three four days. We would go out every night and just talk and talk mm -hmm. and talk and like I just felt like we connected so much. And then like when I heard that, like I I like couldn't function for like a day and a half. Like mm -hmm. everybody was calling each other. Like I was on the phone with Neek, and then Rico started calling me, and then uh, Bella Love and I were talking, and like oh it was terrible. Like we were all just so heartbroken. Now, you know all oh, my smoke buddies. Yeah, no, I do, right? <laughs> I love me some Bella. Bella and I, Bella and I have been talking about getting together. Go ahead. Bella and I talk about, we, we realized when we were in Vegas and we're like all, you know, walking around naked, Bella was like, you know, you and I have like the exact same body, right? Like we have the same butt, same everything. We have the same build. <laughs> I was like, Bella, we're body double, we're body twins. But we had a great time. But yeah, so rest in peace to Jada Bands because I yeah. really feel like she was just so good to everybody. Everybody loved her. And like it really hit everybody hard. And like, you know, I didn't know her as well. I mean, I knew her from that weekend, but I know people know knew her from, you know, conventions and porn houses mm -hmm. and all that and really loved her. So I wanted to make sure I said something you know about that because that hit yeah. everybody just so hard. Like Yeah. Because she so supposed to be on the show. She had supposed to be on the show and she went MIA, but now I kinda see why. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's yeah. why I tell people it's okay to take a mental break. It's okay to step away from the game. The game is not going nowhere. Right. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's good to get to the bag and it's good to hustle, but it's also good to just like, you know, self-care is important and the bag isn't everything. Like mm -hmm. you can't take it with you and you have to live your life too. And you can't just hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. Like you also have to like enjoy your life. Yes. And you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, her husband, Edmund, was, like, such a great guy, cooked for us every day while we were there. Really mm -hmm. great guy. And I just can't even imagine the kind of pain he's in. Um, so, yeah, it's it must be absolutely no, nobody. Right? And so you've seen everything. Just, right. And uh, so quick like I, that. I can't like, fathom it. Yeah. Unexpected. Right. And the way the way that, you know, me and Nick and Rico and Bella and everybody just so we like none of us could even like Rico and I just like sat in silence on the phone. Like I was like, you good? He's like, no. And he's like, you good? I was like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I got to go pick up my kids. Yeah. But I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, like none of us could even like do our day. Like, it was just like, holy mm. shit. Like, and I wanted to go to the funeral, but it was like kind of I think it was probably more family. Like it was they kept yeah. it quiet. Yeah. Yeah. But so, not to not to bring the mood down, but I felt like that was the uh, No, actually actually it's a great uh way to tamper it down and we now got to do a segue because now we got to get to the part of the show that my fans and my listeners expect from the smokers lounge. And this is the part where I say the dicks go limp and the pussies go dry. We about oh, to talk no. about we about to talk about the business. The business, okay. baby girl. This is why we do this. To give people <laughs> inside look, to normalize us, to let people know that we're smart, we're intelligent, we have opinions, and we are business people and we should be taken seriously. Now, with that being said, you have the unique perspective because you started in podcasting. 
and yeah. you have now doing porn. Now, we're going to get to the podcasting in a second. Because okay. <laughs> there's a different beast when it comes to the business side and all that good shit. All right. Yeah. With the porn, um, I began with one. When you began doing shoots, well, with doing shoots, it was really fun. When did you do the professional shoot? And what I mean by that is where, okay, this ain't just spontaneous. We we, we planned this out. Um, Tell me about that experience. To the point that what I mean by the difference between you was fucking for fun versus now we fucking for funds. Fun. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I absolutely do. Yes. Um. So after Vegas, and you know everybody's saying and even joe joey gemini's husband was like chloe like whoops just said my real name <laughs> he was like why why don't you do this like why you know you have the best personality for this like you're so easygoing like you could everybody you know wants to work with you anybody anyway just like he was like just think about it stay in touch with everybody like you know you could really do this so I was like, all right, well, I'll just like, you know, add everybody on Twitter, add everybody on Instagram, whatever, stay in touch with people. And then when Nick and I started, you know, talking and being friends and whatever, he was like, hey, like, I really do want to help you. Like, do you want to make, you know, shoot together? So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I, you know, I need the money. I need to get back into, you know, the swing of things, whatever. <clears throat> so we met up. Uh, he got a hotel near me. And we met up and the funny thing was that he had all these ideas for like what we were going to do. Like, oh, we'll do a scene like this. We'll do a scene like this. Da, da, da. And the very first thing that happened is that we didn't turn on a single camera and we fucked in real life. <laughs> yeah, that what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he's like, I've been missing that since June. <laughs> If I know you did, he probably kicked himself in the ass afterwards. Like, God damn it, why I turned the camera? Oh, he was like, that was amazing. <laughs> like, the bed was like soaking wet. Everything was wet. Everything. He was like, you know better than that, dude. Come on, you got to no, get out. But we I, I, feel, like, I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. I feel you. I, feel you. I said that. Yeah. I was like, you should have just set up the camera, like just like hidden camera style or whatever because that shit was crazy like ugh, it was why it was like a, i haven't seen you in six months mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of buggy and uh so yeah so that was you know how we got it out of our system yeah <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah and then uh then we shot a couple scenes after that and mm-hmm. um and then uh he came back the next week and we did it again and mm-hmm. shot a couple more. And then the next week after that was when he brought Nikki. So we mm-hmm. shot three weeks in a row. We all have mm-hmm. so much content that we still need mm-hmm. to like go through. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Nikki has some of it on her OnlyFans. And I just started my OnlyFans. Like now, this now, the thing I want to ask you is this. Yeah. Because fucking on camera is not the same as fucking off camera. Right. It's and not. I know unique because he, he's a dude cut from my same cloth. I know he works with you on working the camera angles and stuff like that. Speak about that. Okay. So we actually kind of had like our first, not fight, but like sort of like a <laughs> tip. 
<laughs> we, we got into it a little bit. Uh, last last weekend, I went to Queens and we got an Airbnb and we, you know, filmed all weekend. And mm. he was very much in like director mode for some of it. And like, not mm. that he was being mean, but like, you know, no, like a I little know, like. I know, trust me, because because me, my wife, she used to do porn, and I yeah. was the photographer in the video. Yeah, I know. Go ahead, go ahead. Trust so he me. was being a little now, bit like it's funny. It's like a funny PhD. For, for, for a man like me, because, see, I met, I met my wife the same way that y'all met, but go ahead. And are y'all still together? Yeah. Yay! Oh, that gives me hope. <laughs> oh, because, understand, it's truth, truth be told, you better off with somebody in the business. No, I agree. They because understand the business. And also, it's, it's like this. I always say it's a blueprint to this. You okay. have resident male talent, and then you branch out and work with established male talent just to get your cachet and to tap their fan base, and right. they, they will get from their fan base. You know, period. But you have regularity with some new stuff in between. You feel me? Right. No regularity is unique, and you have a special. Let me put it this way. The man does the business. Let me right. say this again so you can understand, my listeners can understand. He does the business seriously. So he's not only talent, he's a producer, he's a director, and he has a woman who does it also. <laughs> so it's kind of like now I have a brand. Now we have a power couple dynamic coming here because that's what's happening. Right, and it, it is what's happening because we really vibe really well together and the scenes look fire and, like, people are, like, asking us about it. Like, oh, like people were hitting him up, like, oh, are you going to shoot with Ryu again? Like, is that, like, your mm -hmm. thing? Like, y'all going to do this all the time? And, like, he was like, yeah, like, we're a content couple. Like, we're going to make content mm -hmm. together. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're going to be with other people and bring other people in or whatever, but, like, that's, like, our main goal is to, like, shoot together. So, I mean, like, um, like, like, like the Ferraris. Uh, uh, Dan and um, God can't figure his wife's name. They do the same thing. You feel me? Yeah. Because the, this is why I love. This is the type of couple I like. I like a couple that both the man and the woman can indulge into the business of porn. It's not a one way street. Right. And, and, he has, and Nick has told me like, oh, he he tried to do it before, and like other girls were like, oh, I can't really be with you if you're going to be doing porn, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why? Like, that's the bit, like, and the funny thing is, he's always like, Chloe, like, oh, I keep saying my real name. You could cut that out. He's like, listen, like, <laughs> other girls, other girls don't want to have sex. Ain't nobody going to care because they know my real name, so go ahead. Okay. He's like, <laughs> you know, uh, other girls, like, don't want to fuck as much as you do. I'm like, listen, like, I want to fuck every day, so we might as well video it. Like, why not? Like, you know, and if other people want to watch it, that, you know, kind of turns me on a little bit, too. Like, when people tell me, like... But see, but, 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 but here's the thing I want to ask. Yeah. When did the creativity come in? Because, okay, y'all are together in a relationship. You know, so... Um, well, yeah, I, but I mean... The other I know you meet, but... It's like what I mean by when y'all come up with different scenarios and stuff like that, because it has to be that balance that you're because you're not just filming anymore. It's you're filming towards becoming a top notch porn star because that's where you that where you're headed. 
in many well, ways. Well, thank you. I, 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 you know. I mean, okay, then let me put it this way. Your hit list is top 10 guys. <laughs> yeah, I said it. They, and I don't give a fuck what we said. She damn near hit off probably business. And they said the pussy and the mouth was top five all time. All time. I'm saying. I'm just. I'm going I'm to make them put that on my headstone. Like, <laughs> and she had the top five. You nominated dicks outside. <laughs> you had nominated dicks in the tongue. Come on. I mean, so I turned down AVN nominated Thor Johnson for come the. On. Come on. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real. We keep it real on my shit, yo. Straight up. I don't bullshit when it comes with, with, with the smokers' lives. Because now my fans know how we give it up, you know, period. Listen, I don't bullshit ever. So you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like so is that what I'm saying? So it's like with, with, with you guys, it's kind of like. Cause even when I look at you, right? <laughs> knows you a role play dream. And let me explain to you what I mean by role play dream. Okay. <laughs> I can play you in so many ways. And even can go to cosplay if you want to go there. We can go Star Wars. Shit, man. <laughs> I have your ass play goddamn. Am I in Star Wars? Am yeah. I an Ewok? <laughs> No, no, no. I want to tell you what's crazy, right? It, see, I don't want to go into the Star Wars bag. This is supposed to be an interview about you. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you have a big Star Wars there's, bag? Uh, there's a species that if I'm, I, I, I would love to see someone pull that off as a porn scene, but that's but that's another conversation. Or even uh, Captain Marvel. I can see Captain Marvel with you. you oh, know, that's pretty. so funny. My ex used to call me Captain Marvel. And, <laughs> and shit, I know... Anyway, but anyway, but but the point being is kind of like, do y'all like discuss role play scenes, come up with different fantasy scenarios and stuff like that? So the you funny know. thing is, so that's kind of okay. So unique is very much like, hey, let's like think of a scene, let's think of a scenario, like do that. And I have always been like real quick with like ideas and like you know, I just like I can come up with like a jingle or a slogan or whatever real quick. Like that's just always been something I've mm -hmm. been good at. So. Mm -hmm. You know, me and Nikki were like firing off ideas, whatever. But the funny thing is that I really like with Unique and I, I really value like authenticity and like our sex being like us really having sex. So mm -hmm. and I've been talking to him about that is that like I kind of want for us at least for it to be more gonzo, like just like, hey, we're fucking mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like nobody's yeah, listening to nobody's listening to the acting. Nobody's listening to us with, you know, like t saying terrible lines for five minutes and then we fuck. Like, let's just fuck. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, so. But see, but, 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 but this is the question that I asked you because, like I said, I was going to ask the hard questions. You asked. Okay. Me. That's the brand of the porn couple, power couple. Yeah. Let's talk about the brand of Miss Rocket. See? <laughs> yes. See, 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 that's what I mean by it's like the thing about the dynamic of, of of the porn couple is that they have the brand together. Like I, I look at like Dorky Peaches, right? Mm -hmm. Shouts out to Dorky Peaches. God dang Peach for us. <laughs> Dorky got his brand. She got her brand. They got their brand together. You feel me? Right. But they make sure that there's a balance that neither brand suffers. You know, right. period. Right. So... And Nick has been very good about that. 
with me. Like, mm-hmm. he's been very, like, you know, I'm going to give you all the scenes so you can build your portfolio. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not taking any of this. Like, this is all for you. Like, build up your, you know, stuff. And then, like, he's had, you know, people reach out to me, like, um, a nasty media group or whatever wants to work with me. And nice. um, Throat Wars hit me up today. And Shots out, Wars. Shots out. Shots out to Throat Wars. It's so funny. Today. Ridiculous. What's going on, brother? Yes, so I'm going to hit them back and, you know, try to work with them. They're in ATL, but, yeah. you know, maybe I yeah. could fly down there. But, um, but yeah, so I think that Nick putting me out there and promoting me so much has helped with those people, you know, hitting me up. Mm-hmm. And and I am going to, you know, start to branch out and work with more people. I think I've just mm-hmm. been kind of, like, getting more comfortable with it. And, you know, it's not the sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not uncomfortable with any of that. It's just, like, the business part. Like, I don't want to jump into it and be like, oh, I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Like, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Nick has realized that I'm, like, a super curious person. And so, like, mm-hmm. whenever he doing something like I'm asking him a lot of questions about like okay what if this happens what mm-hmm. do we do in this case like what do you call this you know so I am really mm-hmm. learning a lot and mm-hmm. getting more business savvy in this realm you know I'm podcast mm-hmm. business savvy and whatever other kinds of things I've done in my life but yeah. this is something mm-hmm. I need to like study up on so my brand personally um I don't know like I am just like like all of my friends see me as like the homie you know so like mm-hmm. I you know I'm kind of like yeah, one of the guys. so like I just you know I want to like make content that turns people on and like is fun and I don't want it to be really phony like I, I hate phony porn <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I've actually been asking like my you know I have all of my friends are like you know men that I met in college and we're we'll all see. still friends but see, I mean, are- your look, but I mean, I, I hate to interrupt, but your look, you can get in so many bags with it, though. I'm just I saying. I mean, it's, I mean you, tell me, you tell me, what kind of bag should I be in? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No, 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 seriously. It's like, okay, I always had this conversation when it comes to sex symbols. What made, what makes a sex symbol, right? Yeah. What made Mary Monroe so hot? What made Rihanna so great is because she is every woman's woman. And what I mean by that is, is that I can picture you in any situation and you're fitted from a librarian to, yeah, cosplay, you know, period. Because you have a look that spans and broad, it has broadened across a whole bunch of different genres to different, different shit, you know, period. It's like I can see it's shit. I don't know if you need to be the SM or anything like that, but yeah. Sir, I will do pretty much anything. (laughs) Like this, you can go mainstream and alt. Seriously. You can go alternative and mainstream. That's that's but just not the it's I'm pretty sure your nuke did told you this shit. I I know he sees it. Ouch, I bit my tongue out this motherfucker. (laughs) But no. But I, but I know you probably sees that that because and a lot of people see it because like I said it's just it's a look that I mean it sticks out you know pretty but but I mean to me that's why there's so many bags you get into that's why I was like yeah role play oh yeah you should get into that bag though 
it's a All lot right, you can do. Well, I will I will get into that bag. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm so new that I had there's so many experiences that I can, you know, go and do and I I'm looking forward to so many things. I don't want people to be like, "Oh my god, she's so new. Let's take advantage of her." <laughs> yeah. But well, I mean, but I mean, but lucky for you, you have somebody that's there that's mentoring you. Oh, and, and you know, I don't know and, if you know Unique as like, you know, outside of porn, but he's like a ninja. So he's not gonna <laughs> let anybody take advantage yeah. of him. <laughs> I mean you I mean you his girl, so that's one. Because you know say I mean, duh. I ain't gonna let you fuck over my woman. What the fuck? What right. kind of man would I be if I allowed that shit to happen? Right. And, you know, it's funny that, you you know, you're like, that's his woman, that's his woman, because nobody knows that. <laughs> they do now. I mean, I mean, I'm so sorry. I no. mean, but me, y'all saying porn still, couple, you saying couple, this. It, we are it, both. But, yes, we are, yeah. we are working. I'm still, you know, healing and coming out of old situations and all that. Yeah. And he's, we're, we're trying to, like, figure out our zone. But, like, Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk all day, every day, and you know, mm-hmm. we have a lot. I mean, of if here, so. if it, let's just say this, y'all are—it's a business friendship. I mean, I think it's more than that, and like you know, he's—he's he's been okay, joking. Okay, yeah, wait, 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 shit. You know, some—it's a damn shame. Some people just don't want to admit the obvious, and people can see it from a mile away. Cause you can I just hear her voice. No, that's my man. That's my man. You're right. That's my man. Just you just hearing it through the through the radio or wherever you listen. <laughs> just the just the giggle and happiness when she just say his name with glee out this month. Come on, man. Oh, no, I mean I adore him. Like no, nah, like he's he's so amazing. Yeah. No, he's, a good so he's a good dude. He's a good dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm so I mean, thankful that he's the one. Yeah, and he, I mean, he really has been a mentor to me in a lot of ways in all of this, but also just, like, like, Nick is, like, such an enlightened guy. Like, when I met him, like, I was just like, wow, like, you're you're a porn star? Like, you're so, like, he's like a monk. Like, he's just, like, mm-hmm. so peaceful and, like, centered. And, like, mm-hmm. he's really been helping me, like, you know, deal with, like, a lot of trauma and, like, you know, bad shit that people have done to me like he's just like talking me through a lot of stuff and like i don't want you to think i'm saying he's not my man because he is but yeah. we're just taking it slow because i've been nah 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 see so i'm gonna tell you what it is hold on hold on let me explain to the viewers see technically i'm from the old school i've been in the business 15 years technically we're not supposed to know she has a man but time <laughs> so it no because seriously because because of OnlyFans and the webcam and and the normalization of porn, yeah, you you it, plus on top of that the normalization of the lifestyle of being poly, sister wives and all that shit. <laughs> no, not polygamy. <laughs> and, and I, I'm just saying it's it's kind of like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You feel me? Yes, I absolutely feel. I'm not trying to put any pace back in any tube. Listen, I'm yeah. trying to suck the cum out of that man's dick every day for the rest of my life. Kidding, so. <laughs> no, I adore him and he adores me. And like, we really are. We're we are being very intentional about mm-hmm. taking it slow in our personal relationship 
you know, porn, let's blow that up. Let's do everything. Let's whatever. But in our personal relationship, because we both have kids, because we both have been through it with mm. other people, because, you know, we both have uh, relationship trauma, whatever, we've both mm. been really like working through our shit and talking it out with each other, you know, and, you know, I go to therapy and everything too, but, but we've really been very intentional about what we want with each other. And, you know, mm. is this the right thing to do? And, mm. you know, you know, do we want the same things? And we really do. And that's why it's been so easy to just like, you know, vibe and fall into it. And, you know, like I said, like we see each other, like we fuck and then we're like, shit, we got to put it on camera. Like that happened this weekend too. Like he was like, you know, we're talking every day and then I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to get a, a room. I'm going to come to Queens. And I drive three hours and he walks in the door and we're just boom, fuck it. And I'm like, put the camera on. <laughs> Like it's like a movie, you know, and like you like are at the door, like throwing clothes and making out. I was like, damn, like this is real, like it's crazy. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. So now that you have now really starting to get deep to the business, um, yeah. a lot of people. Let's talk about the ups and downs of the business because I know you, you because I know you have sites, you have sites at this point in time. Yeah. Um, speak to the ups and downs and certainty of the money. And when it's slow, what do you do to pick it up? You know, period, as far as promotion or what have you. Right. So that's sort of something that I'm like learning about right now. And, you know, because I've, you know, promoted the podcast and all that. And like when viewership would, you know, slow down a little bit based mm -hmm. on like, you know, over Thanksgiving or over the holidays or whatever, like you would get kind of nervous, like, oh, we have less people listening. They're not in their car every day. Or even like through the pandemic, like sometimes it was like people were just doing other stuff, whatever. So um, I have become pretty good at like social media um, mm -hmm. and like, you know, reaching out to people and whatever. And I already before I started making actual porn, I was selling you know, videos and lewds and whatever anyway. So I had kind of some like regular people. <laughs> so you was indulging already before you really jumped into it. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Okay. Yeah, I just do it professional now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, and the funny thing is that people hit me up. They're like, oh, you used to give me free nudes all the time. Like, oh, well, yesterday's price is not today's price anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is porn star verified top all time pussy. Like it's not free anymore, sir. <laughs> no, not free anymore, goddamn. Even the free videos we get paid from for monetization. Yeah. Exactly. So but I am good at like, you know, promoting myself and saying like, hey, you know, check this out or like because like I think that it's important to just be yourself and so my mm. thing is like you know being authentic being funny whatever so like mm. I do kind of like to like promote it by saying funny shit like you know like me and Nikki banging heads or this is you mm. know me and Nikki like we kept joking like oh we're so mm. professional and like we kept saying it and Nick was getting so mad like every time I did anything like on the set that like I felt like I was like mm. like I turned the sound on on my phone I was like see professional pussy and like we were just like cracking up but Nick was like oh my god like <laughs> but like, but, like we had so many bloopers like of me and Nikki just saying professional but like it's just I don't know. I just like to find the humor in it. And like people, I think people vibe with people who are real and they mm -hmm. want to like see it and see what y'all did. And 
that's just for me. Like, I feel like I, I'm good at, you know, being myself and people, people like tell me all the time, like, you know, you talk about your shit, you, you are really open about what you've been through, blah, blah. And that makes me feel like I can do it too. So yeah. I want to like transfer that into porn as well. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, let me make porn about my drama. But like, I want people to know, like, I'm a real person. And you know your story. Yeah. And like, I want it to be like relatable, you know, like, I don't want it mm-hmm. to be like, I mean, like, I don't have big fake titties. I don't have a big fake butt. Like I don't, and, and in no shade to anyone who does, I would love a big fake butt. Um, but I, I'm just like a real person. I have a mom bod. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had a 10 I mean, pound. That, that's I mean, people don't realize that's what the men want. Now. I know, it's sir. Porn. I have he- been, I have had, listen, I had a 10 pound, 22 and a half inch baby in my five foot tall body. Like that baby, they took up my entire body. But I have been looking at Twitter and reading comments from men that I like, it's changed my entire perspective of what men find attractive. Like I had no idea. Like when, like, and, and I think culturally it's different too. Like, Mm -hmm. because you know, all of my friends are black and I only date black men and Mm -hmm. whatever. I've kind of realized that like for white women, like we were all raised in the nineties, like thinking that you had to look Mm -hmm. like, fucking Kate Moss, right? Like hair, you had to look Mm -hmm. like you were a junkie in order for your body to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But it like for like, for instance, with my last ex, like he liked bigger women, because all the women he knew in his family were bigger, like, you know, mom, grandma, whatever, everybody Mm -hmm. was bigger. And that was like, oh, like, you know, your granddaddy was like, yeah, look at that in the back, whatever, right? So like, Mm -hmm. he was always attracted to bigger women. I was the smallest woman he had ever been with. And Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of changed my perspective a little bit, too. And Mm. then um, I had always, you know, I had eating disorders and all that shit used to do terrible shit to myself. And so I've always been trying to make myself skinnier and whatever. And then, you know, kind of realized like, oh, bitch, like you, you know, you're from my ancestors are from Russia. Like we're like, you know, Mm. hardy, thick people (laughs) so like I'm never gonna be you know a skinny little bitch like I'm really like muscular like even if I try to lose weight like I'm I'm strong like I'm like you know so I'm hardy like I'm never gonna be like a little tiny thing so I kind of had to like learn my body and learn like oh all right Mm -hmm. like if I work out I mean uh, you got a nice you 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 got a nice body bomber you you that nice ass nice (laughs) body I mean no no you straight no question about it you know. I'm working on it, but and and I keep well, telling Nick like the more back shots the better because I'm trying to grow this little mm. butt. <laughs> God, <laughs> man, look, I got to ask you this now. Yeah, because this is the first time I actually had someone that did a reverse, and what I mean by that is, I know you have noticed a lot of the adult film industry is starting to get into podcasting. Yeah. Um in many ways. Well, not in many ways, period. And I call it the porn a sphere. Is the uh, that's why I call it because that because that's what we talk about or what have you. It's the porn um, to podcast pipeline. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. So so it's like with seeing that, what do you think of that one? And two, um speak to the advantages of having a podcast and doing porn. 
Okay, so I would say, listen, I think everybody has a story that's worth telling. You just have to be good at telling it. You just have to tell it in a way that people want to listen to it. And so anybody really can have a podcast. Like, I mean, you might make a podcast and it's fucking boring and nobody wants to listen to it, but then at least you did it. You tried it. Okay. But I think that there's value in every story. And if you want to tell your story, you should get out there and do it. I I think that people need to know that porn stars are people and that, you know, we all have real lives and families and that, you know, you can be a mom and still get bust down on the weekends or whatever. And like, that doesn't make you less of a mother. And there's value in telling those stories. I think like you're saying, like normalizing it, that's how we make things move forward. That's progress. Every time you normalize something, then people feel like, okay, well, I could do it too. Or I could show that I'm into this too. Like, you know, every time you talk about such and such on your podcast, I'm sure three or four people talk to their friends about that. Like, oh, hey, you know, I'm into this. Are you into that? Like, it makes it so that people can say like, oh, this thing that I thought about that was weird, you know, oh, other people are doing that. So Mm -hmm. I think there's value in telling any story you know, as long as it's not harming anybody. Um, And so I think that if people want to have podcasts, they should. And, you know, if anyone, you know, wants advice or wants me to be on it, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, because to me, I love it. And the reason why I love it is because it's people talking about what we do and they do it. Yeah, before like, a lot of other like walking, podcasts, watching it and talking it, like it really is, yeah. like you really are doing it, and so you ha- you can speak to it. Because yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that talk out their asses. They think they know things and they don't, and you can tell. Like, um, you know, everybody's talking about that podcast where the the two guys were talking about how they don't date black women, and I they was were talking about fish. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about this. Go ahead. They're terrible. Let's not give them any press, but They're but garbage. stuff like that—that's yeah, the kind of thing where I'm saying like it's harming no, people. No, no, I'm gonna tell you what's so funny, right? I got to tell you this story because uh, actually we're gonna be on here for a minute because I don't give a damn because you're a podcaster. You understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're the reason why I started doing interviews. Okay. They are the reason. That, that's only why I would even say something or even say their name because they inspired me to do it. And it was them and Kevin Samuels. And they they always like to have the OnlyFans girls up there. And see, this okay. is my thing, right? As a podcaster, this is me. If it's certain conversation I want to have, I'm going to have that female that can fit that. Okay. If I'm going to sit here and discuss investments, saving money, building a business, this, that, and third, I'm not going to talk to the OnlyFans girl. Guess I'm going to talk to Sarah J. Listen, there, to... there might be investment bankers on OnlyFans, though, Bobby. You don't know. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going, I'm just going to ignore that. Um, they're drunks. <laughs> that what the fuck they are. That what they are. At, I, you can. Please don't let me get started on them niggas. At, get, get, no, they're terrible, anyway. and I was so mad. Like that's the thing. Like we give these, like we give press to terrible people who are saying terrible, harmful shit. Like, mm-hmm. like anything like that, and, I feel we should take that away. Like, give, yeah. give the and mic. See, give and, a- see, and see, and see, it's not even to the, the podcast sphere. 
it's also the fact that because OnlyFans had the stigma or dealt with, for the most part, sex workers. Yeah. You're bringing them on. You ask them questions, questions that they necessarily can't answer. They may not have thought about. They're not in the business like that. Right. You're making, you're basically devaluing the porn star. Why? Because there's females that you can bring on that same fucking podcast that can sit there and go toe-to-toe with you on that business. Give me Google Foopy. Give me Missy Stone. He won't go get them. No, I go get the only fan girl that don't really know shit. She right. don't have a main fans. She don't have a main events. She's not doing it to the level that Miss Rocket is doing. You feel <laughs> where I'm coming from? You feel what I'm saying? Right. I mean, she I'm fucking Billy Bob. So yeah. I mean, no, not still, babe, babe, babe. Let, <laughs> let's 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 toot our horn. All right. Let's toot let's... our horn now. They're fucking Billy Bob who don't want to give up the ID or the paperwork. But listen, you're fucking, so that, let me say this again. You're fucking top 10 dudes. Yeah. Proceed. Okay. What I, what I was going to say is there's a reason that they do that. And that's to make themselves look good and to act like, oh, we got one over on them. Oh, they're dumb. They're just sex workers, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck yeah. all that. They yeah. obviously have an agenda. They're misogynist. Mm. They're colorist. Like they're mm. terrible people and we give them a spotlight and we allow them to move the culture in a terrible direction. And so mm. like with all of that, I think the be- <laughs> Meek is hitting me up saying, how was it? We still going. <laughs> <laughs> you should know. You should know, God dog. <laughs> oh, he Go knows I can talk forever. That man calls me. Well, you know, he drives. He drives a limo. Yeah. And it's nine to five. So he every time he doesn't have a passenger in the car, he calls me. And the funny thing is, I don't really talk on the phone like that. Like, I'm not a phone person. So when we mm. first started talking, he was like, I'm going to call you. And I was like, oh, God, like, that makes me nervous. I don't want to talk on the phone. And now he calls me, like, every five minutes. And and when he had COVID, he wasn't calling me. And I was like, mm. you got me used to talking on the phone. And now you're just laying in the bed <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> I was like, call me, Danny. He's like, I can't even keep my eyes open. I was like, well, just put the phone next to you because I'm so now I'm like used to talking to you all day but Mm. enough about that the point is those guys are not doing anything that moves the culture in a positive way and I think that you know the best thing you can do when you have a mic and you have an audience and all that is to do something positive and like when I had my when I had my podcast like you know we went to a lot of Black Lives Matter rallies over the summer and we Mm. raised a lot of money we made t-shirts and we raised like over a grand for um, Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. And, you know, yeah. if I was like, I want to do something, you know? And mm-hmm. and now uh, my new thing is, so I, I have personal experience in this area where I know that somebody offered me more money for the exact same, well, actually, so I'm not going to say who, but somebody offered me more money than they offered a Black sex worker who does the exact same thing and has more longevity and has been in the business longer. Uh, they offered me much more money for less sex acts, we'll say. Mm. And so as a white woman, I will not accept less. Uh, like I will not accept more money. And I, mm. and I would call you out on that. I will not accept more money than a black woman. And I, you need to pay her for her work. You need to pay her more than me. 
<laughs> and mm-hmm. I absolutely will not work with a company that that I know offered me more money for less. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I talked to, I said, you know, have you worked with so-and-so? Mm-hmm. She said, oh, they offered me this. I said, were you supposed to do, you know, such and such? She said, oh, they said they would only give it to me if I did anal. And I said, well, they told me they would pay me this without it, without anal. So I decided not to work with mm-hmm. that company because of that. So I think mm-hmm. if you're going to do something, you need to use your voice and you need to use your, for me, I'm going to use that's, my whiteness. That's, in- that's interesting. Right. Interesting. So I absolutely like will like not that. work with a company that I know for sure is doing Look. that. She, it, people, I, this I know she's a podcaster. She went on a tangent that I didn't even think about to even discuss. But since we there, <laughs> <laughs> since we there, <laughs> see, she didn't added an extra 20 minutes. I, I knew it was going to be a two hour with you. Because that just something told me, and I like doing episodes like this. All right, let's, let's discuss it. All right. So it matters to me. It matters to me that I I am being authentic, and I'm also using my privilege as a white woman mm-hmm. to say, no, I absolutely will not ex- like I'm allow. Ask this. I'm ask you this. This is the question yeah. I'm gonna ask you because I get I got to ask these questions. You know, period. Yes, the pussy's about to dry up a little bit more. The dick's about to go a little bit more lip on this one. <laughs> now, you Listen, ain't... my pussy is never dry. Continue. I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> unique. Unique, come get her. Come get her, Unique. Come get her. Anyway, I'm just joking, just joking. All right. You're a female who love black men. Okay, because we had it because early in the conversation, you said you regret when you came to Thor. All right, now with that, I got to know Thor afterwards. I I mean, no, but this is going to lead to something else because this is the conversation that I've never had with any white female that not even Sarah J herself, and and I never had somebody I. Didn't want to give the balls to think anyone would actually answer these questions. This line of question. All right. Now, one question number one. Be it that you're now open to doing pay gigs in the whole nine. If you are faced to work with a guy that is not black, how would you handle that? I mean, that's fine. I'm not, you know, dating him or marrying him or anything. Uh, if it's just, you know, a white guy. Okay. Um, I think that I am, you know, I vibe better with black men. Black men can handle me better. I'm, I have a big personality and I'm mouthy and whatever. And so in my experience, <laughs> in more ways than one, and uh, in my experience, at, at just like in terms of like who I vibe with, all of my friends are black. All, you know, I just, and that's just how I've, you know, ended up. Um, mm-hmm. I think, it's, you know, I just like, I'm just really authentic and I think people vibe with it. And, you know, so that's just kind of like my crew is black, whatever. So I, um, but I, you know, it's not that I don't like white people. Like I just, I don't like being associated with them. Because see, because see, the reason why I ask that is boy, if a female says, okay, I do not want to work with in the case like I said, in your case, listen, there, there are some white women that would not work with a white dude or a dude of another ethnicity unless he's black. All right. Are they, the question is, 
they have to deal with the possibility of it limiting them in the business in some ways. Because so the question which I pose is is like I said with you with you you ain't got to worry about that. You know what I'm saying to a certain extent <clears throat> because you are because you just basically say you're open to it. Even I though would do it if I was getting paid and it was somebody mm-hmm. that I, you know, I'm not going to just like if if some like arrogant crappy racist white man comes in the room, I'm going to be like, "Nah, never, never mind. Oh, I'm good." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, Peace. <laughs> I'm out. But, Listen, it has to be somebody that I like vibe with them politically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's and that's why I said that about Thor is because I did feel like, oh shit, I judged the book by his cover because when you meet mm-hmm. Thor, like he looks like a he drives a Hummer. He's like a he big like a Viking. Yeah, he, he, he looks like one of the guys with the Viking Raiders, no disrespect. No, I mean Thor. Like he walks in the room, I was like, "Oh God, is he a trumper?" Like I really immediately was like, "Uh," and then I like his look. But I started talking to him, and Thor is like, he's just not at all who you would expect him to be. Like he really Mm -hmm. is a great guy, and he is not Mm -hmm. at all, you know, trumpy. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so after that, I did say to Thor, like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I judged you before I knew you." But um, yeah, no, I would have to vibe with said white man that I'm doing scene yeah. with. Um, but it's not mm. that I'm like, you know, super against it. It's just that I, you know, as a, I guess as an act of anti-racism, I'm certainly not just like volunteering to fuck shitty white men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel you say it. I feel you say it. No, no, no. I mean, when it comes to your content, that's one thing, you know, and even if you didn't want to ever work with a white dude, that is fine. It's just the, the question that I ask ladies is like, you know, there's going to be pressure because you might have, let's say, hypothetically speaking, brazen holler. Um, or we, we manifest it a little bit. But anyway, brazen or not in America or because you have a look that fit that fit what they would probably go after. I mean, yeah, I'm being honest. Like, it's 15 years. This is 15 years. Like old. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, say what? I said you're forgetting the part where I'm like older that I'm like ten years older than these girls. Okay then. Okay. Let's have that conversation. See, she okay. she just segueing in. This is the reason oh, why I want to do more episodes. With, see, this is the reason why I want to do more episodes with you. See, she just segueing. Okay. I didn't even <laughs> ask your age, which <laughs> apparently kind of tells me you in a certain age bracket. But here's the thing. Have you know, you ain't been in the business long enough. As you get deeper into this business, you're going to notice that majority of the top girls are actually in their mid-30s going into really? the All right. See, I, I mean, think about it for a second. Because the girls that are doing well are the older women. Right. And because you're actually on brand coming in because remember what's hot? MILF. Miss Parker. <laughs> To soccer mom, stepmom, stepson. I... Yo, everybody be fucking their stepmom, huh? <laughs> I, I, did, I did a stepdad, stepdaughter scene. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, it is, I mean, because what I'm saying is, is that, and two, you don't look your age, so. Well, thank you. you. I, I appreciate I, that. I, at most late 20s. 
Thank you. I'm like, you go, you need. I am 37. See, but 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 like I said, you still a baby though. That's a baby. All right, I'll take you. I'm, I'm forty-six though, see, so I can say that. I was joking with Nick because he's he's thirty-eight, just turned thirty-eight. So I'm like, well, I'll always be the baby, and so. <laughs> but no, and it's funny because you know Nikki Stacks is twenty-six, I think, and so yeah. we were talking, and she was like, "What do you mean you're thirty-seven? Like, like she just couldn't believe it, and like yeah. she was like, "Oh, you like have such a young vibe." Like well, she's like, uh, "I don't feel like." Wait, wait, you you ain't went to a convention yet. Uh, where do you see like Secret Black and Rita Daniels? Well, oh, I know who the, I know. The, I was watching her, uh, uh, Miss Black. She is fire, but she yeah. that's like a that's a gilf. Like she is like she's yeah. doing her old lady thing. But Listen. see, but see, but see, that's what. Um. Okay, they like this. When did you realize this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint? Oh, that's funny. Um. Very recently. And it's funny because so many people have been telling me, oh, get an OnlyFans, get a this, get a that. Like, you be so good at this. Like, oh, I buy your nudes anyway. Get this, get that. And everybody kept saying, like, you're going to blow, you're going to blow, you're going to blow. And I was like, y'all, it's not going to be like that. Like, it's going to be slow and steady. Like, it's going to be a trickle. And, mm. and you know, I because things like that don't just happen in my life. Like, everything is hard work. And I'm okay with mm. that. Like, you know, I want to work for it. So I think in the last, you know, week or so when I was, you know, editing so much and making my OnlyFans and OnlyFans kept rejecting me over and over again. And uh, I was like, all right, this is going to be like, you know, like, you're right, a marathon. Like, it's not just going to blow. And then, you know, where now, I mean, now I do you have like, other platforms other than OnlyFans, though? Yes. Yeah, so many vids okay. and, um, okay. you know, Unique is putting me on everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Shit, I was, I was about to say what you ain't gotta. Uh, it, just in case, I know he already told you, but X videos. Yes, yeah. I mean, we this weekend, like when we were in Queens, like he was, he just, I was like, take my phone, just set it all up. You got it, do it. Yeah. Like, and we're also gonna, um, once we're closer, you know, we live three hours apart, but once we're closer, we're gonna do like lives and like um, chatterbait and all that stuff, mm. so that people can see us like together and ask mm. us to do stuff or whatever um because i think that that would be you know really interesting and fun to try out and all that but yeah so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna do it all and it's gonna take time and effort and mm. all that but i'm i'm willing to do it i'm ready most definitely i'm i'm curious to see where you go oh now i got to ask a good question because because i know these guys are going to be listening they always ask how to get the business everything you don't have guys going to hit you up. They're going to want to work with you. Okay. What do they have to bring to the table? How they have to approach you and all that good, good <laughs> for you to say, yeah, I'll do content trade with you. I'll work with you. We ain't talking okay. about pay gigs. We talking about content trade. That means that he gets to work with you and y'all get to share the content. Right. So, yes, I do know that. Unique has put me on to, like, what all of the little, you know, differences are and paid bookings and what I should expect and all that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a lot of people have hit me up. <laughs> and I'm sure of it. And so at the very beginning, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm really new to it. I'm just working with Unique right now. Like, you know, let me get my feet wet, all that. Let me get my, let me get my pussy wet, all that. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and get into it. And then, you know, I think, like I said, like, I want to make content with people who I vibe with. I want to make content that really looks good and looks authentic. I don't want it to, you know, be just, I don't know. You can tell when it's not, when the people weren't feeling each other, right? So people who I already have connections and relationships with, obviously, are first on the list. Rico Blaze hits me up twice a week telling me, Fly out here, fly out here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna so, say, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I have a couple of talents manifesting in my mind. That I would love to see you. Anyway, go ahead. I do love me some Rico, and he was like, "Damn, you could suck a dick," and he tells me that all the time. So, you know, I Rico and I are gonna meet up, and then me and Neek and Sticks and. Rico, we're talking about remaking the gangbang since we didn't film it and it was so much fun. So we might like, mm. you know, reunion. <laughs> oh God. Mm. Can't yes. wait to see that. How see, I I see I'm retired, so I have to live by curious to you people now. So Well, I'm sure you're doing you talk to porn stars porn stars every week. So I'm sure you're doing a great job of living vicariously. Oh yes, yes. Miss the business, but you know. Uh, you I, have I to retire, or why did you retire? Well, uh, let me just, like I told everybody, it's just it wasn't in me anymore. It was like between okay, like this is how I live. The reason why I got in porn because I did music first. Okay, porn pulled me. <laughs> Podcasting pulled me. To the point where I was content with retiring to porn, retiring out of porn. Got you. Okay. It's like, okay, yeah, we about to have real talk here. All right. So you understand how I am. Listen, all talk with me is real talk. Oh yeah. See, see that that's see, see, that's why see this is gonna be the start of a beautiful pod friendship. I see <laughs> To me, when I do a shoot, I'm very professional. Okay. Like being unique, that way I can I, I can vibe with unique because me and him similar on it. Because the way we where we came from and the way that we was taught how to do scenes and stuff like that, like do a photo shoot in the outfit that you wear from clothes and nude. Me and you gonna get together, do a steal, take pictures together, do a steal with the BJ, the whole nine. Yeah. I do the like things. I wear the suit. I want you to wear something sexy. Shit, you think if I could pull off a cosplay scene, we could do all that. You know what I'm saying? That that was to the level I was at. And I was trying, I was heading to. And it takes preparation. It takes mental preparation because this ain't me just fucking y'all camera. Right. I'm a fucking male talent. I have to fuck you on camera, stay hard, and pop. And plus, the way that I used to shoot, we shot three to four scenes a day. Right. And so did we. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Because you want to maximize the time y'all got together for that weekend or what have you. So, And even extra if y'all can hang up. It, to me, a good content session for a weekend. If you're sore Monday, you got some good footage. Listen, I I was sore Wednesday. We was fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So to me, it's a preparational thing. Even when I used to shoot my wife, I, I had to take myself away from this is my wife. No, I'm shooting because I'm thinking while I'm filming. Right. See, that, see, 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 I'm sitting here figuring out what position we're going to be doing next when I want to hit it. Unless so that it, was kind of the, not. it wasn't a fight. It was just kind of like a, what's up? Like the vibe is weird because Neek was like directing so much that I was yeah. like, it feels like like I'm not me. Like I feel like you're treating yeah. me like somebody else, yeah. you know? And like, so, like yeah. so, so with me, my technique was I told her, I said I'm gonna talk shit during the scene, but I'm actually directing you. You just pay attention, right? But, but it, it, it's, it's I gave it to you in a digestible bite, so you won't be feeling like it's mechanical. See, just I like, like that. Let, if you said see, like. Like if you say like get on your knees and take this dick, like like suck this yeah. dick, like I would have loved that. That's not how he was saying yeah. it, and that's why I was like, "Who are you?" Oh, like if I wanted a deep throat, I'd be like, "Mama, yeah, eat that dick, eat that dick, yeah, yeah." <laughs> let me see the eyes. Let me see them eyes, and I might even point towards the camera a little slightly, like you know what I'm saying, and stuff right. of that nature. But that's a good strategy. I like that. You know, so I have the picture of what the scene, what I want the scene to be, and the. That right. takes a lot of prep with me mental. Like it takes me a week to prep for a shoot. Damn. So, so now you're talking about me having to get back into that world. Oh, by the way, I got to find the girl, fly the girl here. <laughs> I'm about to sound unique for a minute. <laughs> fly the girl here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure that you know she's good. Sometimes we probably have to feed them. We had to bring the content. We had to bring the, the 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 camera, the lights, the whole nine. I had a cameraman. Right. Like I had a whole plan. Like Friday, we shoot POV. Saturday, cameraman. Sunday, cameraman. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was a lot of preparation, a lot that I had to go through. Start doing the podcasting because I I hate people. <laughs> it's because it's like I could just it. I don't need the next person to keep it rolling. You right. know, but it, it it puts the stress of trying to find talent to shoot with. And I'm in North Carolina. I'm not one that can travel. A lot of girls don't travel to North Carolina. And then, like I said, you're talking about covering travel. Girls don't want to show up, losing money. So it's it's when the pandemic hit, certain shoots fell through for whatever happened. I just said, you know something? And get out of porn and what solidified it was the podcasting because you want to know why and you, wow and i told you and you need to know i say this all the time if i was telling none of y'all motherfuckers would have shot with me work with me or talk to me why i'm saying no because it just played out like that because i'm gonna tell you the reason why one i was not one of the top male talent guys I'll say I'm the most unknown known. It's just I had longevity in the game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Period. Uh, travel as much. You know, period. And plus my business was what was helping girls build their brand and help them maintain their brand. So my right. game was different from other guys. The other guys would just trail male talents. No, I'm trying to help girls make money as well as build my company. Well, that's why you and Nick relate so much because Nick is trying to help other women. 
Yeah, so it was so the whole point was that was the reason why and because I wasn't mainstream, I'm not Don Prince, I'm not certain cat my shit was content trade. So I'm right. like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, hey you, I can give you some kill ass content that can make you money and it's proven make money. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I just seen girls make a thousand dollars off of just shooting with my motherfucking ass. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. My dick sales. Okay, now. So, so it's it's. That's why I said the females wouldn't have gave me the time of day because I wasn't in that realm for them to do it because they would look at me as an amateur porn star or what have you, you know. Period. So yeah, right. like I wouldn't if I if it if with podcasts it changed the dynamic because now I'm talking to you about not only doing the podcast doing the shoot so I might lose you for the podcast and the goddamn shoot nah. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to judge people on what they can do for me or like where they are in the game like that's not that's not it for me at all like it mm-hmm. like when I met Rico like Rico really wasn't popping like he is right now like Rico hasn't really been in the game that long. And when I met him, he had only been in the game mm-hmm. like four months. Mm-hmm. And so. But see, but see, but see, Rico was in the room. You get what I'm coming from? I wouldn't. Okay. The only reason I was able to work with Princess Gemini because I actually went to his article. Right. It, it, it took me to go. It just, I never got to the point when I was ready to travel. That's when shit wanted to fuck up. And then when I try to bring people around, shit fucked up. You get what I'm saying? So, and like I said, I go with what what pulls me. Like I right. said, these females, and one of them, I'm not going to say who, told me, no, I can't work with you because I don't do amateur porn, even though I was shooting exactly like the dude she just did a shoot with. Had a captain, you feel what I'm saying? So it's, I know this, and I'm not mad about it because I might can't get to fuck you. You get to fuck with you mentally, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So don't it's, count yourself out. It's, it's kind of, uh, uh, well, a uh, black dynamite. I'm bullhorn. I talk the draws off of you now. Make you come with with with. Hey, there you go. Come with the conversation. I like it. That should be you your know slogan. <laughs> oh yeah, one of the songs I said we give you that mental high. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we give you, that- you know what? I realized, I realized as we were talking that I didn't, men- I didn't mention one of my favorite people that I met in Vegas, and you kind of remind me of him is Mr. Ooh. Mysterious. That's my dude. That's my other dude. These I people. love him. Love Once him. Once again, I mean, damn it. <laughs> I'm just name dropping like a motherfucker. But listen, these are all my people now. Like, we all just fell in love with each other that weekend. Like, everybody got so close. We were all staying at Gemini's house. Like, we Mm -hmm. all, we were supposed to get an Airbnb. It was like this big place. We were all going to stay there. And right before, like, the day we all flew out, they found out it was to make porn and they canceled the reservation. Mm -hmm. So, so we all stayed at Gemini's house. So we got Mm -hmm. real close. Like, real it was real tight and everybody was super good friends after that like you know mm-hmm. that's how we all like that's how i know, like love jada so much is because we were like mm-hmm. sleeping next to each other like everybody was sleeping in the same house 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, some people had like Nick had a hotel room and I think Six had one and whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, Mysterious was there three, four in the morning, just vibing. He was telling me about his rap career. Won't they do it a game bang and he posted it? Who? Mysterious? Mysterious, yeah. Yeah, on like a mattress on the floor. Yeah, that's yeah. Gemini's house. And you was in it? No, I was not in it. And the funniest thing is, I went and I was sightseeing, whatever, Mm. and I walked in the door, the front door of Gemini's house, and that was the scene that I walked into. It was right there in the living room, right on the floor. And I was like, damn. (laughs) Damn, work out there in Vegas. I'm like, damn. But but like like, Vegas is wild. Like I I said, I know whenever I have the money and the – Courage, I'll be taking some trips so I can be partying with people because, like, even with the exoticas, it's like I be now I have to go to party instead of the shoot. So, well, I would love to do like so. That was the the whole reason I went out there was to make the podcast from there. And we had tons of content, tons of material. And then we came home and our relationship fell apart. So, we never even made the podcast about going to Vegas and doing all that, which is actually kind of funny because now, of course. Nick yes, is like, yeah. well, you just came out there to meet me. Like, that was, you know, the universe was like, go to Vegas. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> crazy. Yeah, kind of how it happened. You you, right? you left with any, you you left with no dude and found a dude. Right. And didn't, didn't mean to at all. And the funny thing is that he said, he was like, you know, like that first night that we met, we were talking out on the patio and like, he was like, you were just like resting your head on my arm while we were talking. And and I was like, I just met this girl, but like this feels weirdly comfortable. Like, and like now I'm like, oh, damn, like uh, that was crazy. Like, that, yeah, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yes. You know I gotta ask you. Okay. So was the the dude was that weekend like the thing that broke the camel's back per se? No. Um we had I had just given him like a real like heart to heart like either you know shit changes or we're done right before that and uh, um, uh, okay 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 yeah so we had we already had problems he uh you know it basically the trip just put it in deeper descent the, the, <laughs> yeah the trip just made me realize the trip made me realize like oh shit you need to get yeah, out of this like he get out of there buddy. Right, he was yelling at me the whole time in front of everybody. Like it was real embarrassing, yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, you know. But it's fine. Yeah. I mean, he, I, you know, go do. No, so, I mean, so now with that, because now because you are a podcaster, and yeah. we we get to that part of the show real quick. Are you coming back? Because I mean, you 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 have it set up. I mean, well, not not not. I think what you told me was he pretty much has the podcast to say the least so i so all my podcast is still all up it's all i'm proud of that body of work even though you know our relationship is over i think that we said you know some valuable things are in there and if people want to listen to it you know i you know i would love that and i hope they do it's called the bust down um you can you know spotify apple whatever but i do want to come back on my own and sort Mm -hmm. of you know come from now having this part of myself and exploring Mm -hmm. you know the porn world and all of that I think that I have even more of you know a perspective on like we're talking about normalizing sex work normalizing you know moms who like to fuck 
uh, normalizing, you know, like that it's not just, you know, like I, I love, um, you know, some people don't like Cardi B, but I actually really love Cardi because I think that she is normalizing. I love that. Cardi. Yeah, I love Cardi because she's like, listen, you can be sexy and you can, you know, say nasty shit out your mouth and you Mm -hmm. can, you know, gyrate on whoever and you can still Mm -hmm. be a great mother. And those things are Mm -hmm. not mutually exclusive. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to be like, listen, women have sex. We like sex. Like, that's all right. And like, I don't think it takes away from me as a mother at all that I Mm -hmm. also, you know, want to get gangbanged sometimes. (laughs) Like, And there are plenty of... There are plenty no, of women. Mama can be a freak. It's okay. Listen, mama is a freak. As long as nobody's like, you know, calling the school. If they had a single mama, they had an uncle that they know was not fucking family. Stop playing. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and it might have been your dad. <laughs> it might have been your dad. He's coming over like, yeah, I'm checking out the kid, but I'm actually checking on you, bro. <laughs> That's Uncle So and So. And then, you know, 30 years later, you do the 23andMe, and that was really your daddy. Right, um, <laughs> he was in your life. Um, listen, no. And I think that it's important to like have that perspective and to be like, you know what? Like, because like I read comments like on Instagram or whatever, like anytime. Mm-hmm you know, a celebrity who also has children wears something provocative. Half the comments are like, you're a mom now, hang it up. You're a mom now. Do you want your kids to see you like that? You're this, da, da, da. And I'm like, why do we do that to people? Why do we, like, you can't be multidimensional. You can't be more than one thing. Like, once you become a mom, you have to be, like, a prude. And then, on the other side of that, if you become a mom and you become a prude and you let yourself go, quote, unquote, then that's also a problem. Like, let women yeah. be multidimensional. Let women be more than one thing. Yes. Because, right? see, this, this is my thing. This is what it's because when I started doing into podcasting, it was organic. I didn't have no expectations or even a clue what I was going to be doing. I right. just knew I just wanted to point everything to my point that where the money would be made, which, ching, ching, it does work. Now, <laughs> but. It it became a bigger mission because I, I've never I've said this before, but not fully. And it's the reason why I'm saying it to you because I want you to be a part of it. And it just <laughs> sounds funny, you know, as and, and unique to a certain extent as well. My platform is open to people of the porn business, sex workers, only fan girls, what have you, because I want them to have a voice. I want them to have a safe space where they can talk, and even to the point be a gateway to this new genre where we can all eat and get money because people want to hear about our business because you've seen it from the spaces that's on Twitter to the podcast that's coming out, people interviewing, talking, people of the business talking with people about the business that's of the business. You know yeah, and saying. that's also on the other app, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but you know, the one where it's like all the little circles and everybody gets in a group. Um, yeah. uh, I don't remember what it's called. Spotify, Spotify Green Room? That's one of them. Uh, and, no, uh, but yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. Everybody yeah. goes and talks about a topic or whatever. It's like yeah. a TED Talk, but in your phone. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that, you know, more and more people are more interested in, like, for instance, when friends of mine, like in real life, found out that I was doing this, 
everybody was blowing me up. Like, yo, you're doing porn. Like, yo, my friend's a porn star. Da, da, da. Like, everybody was like, tell me everything. Tell me what it's like. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, people really do want to know. Like, yeah. because I think there's sort of like, in everything, there's like a curiosity, mm-hmm. but there's also like a, wow, could I do that? Like, they mm-hmm. know me. They know I'm regular, regular. They know I'm just like, you know, who, exactly who I am. So they're like, how did you even do that? How do you even know these people? Like, for instance, mm-hmm. when I took a picture with Thor and, you know, posted it up or whatever, you know, or Thor comments on my my regular, my page Instagram before all this, mm-hmm. Thor's, you know, asking me to marry him on Instagram publicly. And <laughs> my friend was like, yo, how do you know Thor? And I was like, he's like, that's the real Thor telling you, oh, you're the perfect girl. I want to marry you. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, because I met him in Vegas. And they're like, oh, my God, Thor is like a gay icon. Like, everybody loves Thor. Like, this is my friend saying, like, yo, like, that's like a a celebrity. And I'm like, oh, that's the homie. Like, that's just Thor, (laughs) you know? But like. But like, so it's funny because it's like, you can, you know, just be regular and break in and mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah. you're doing all that. Like, because, see, like- because, because even to the point that like with some of the shows, we talk about real life shit, you know, because see, like I said, it's we, we know what y'all can do. We know what you can do. I can do what we can do in front of that camera and fucking this and third. But right. what I want people to see is that we actually have opinions. We're smart. Right. No, we do understand politics. We do understand business. We do understand what goes on in the fucking world. Just right. because we do porn doesn't mean that we're fucking idiots and all we want to do is fucking, fucking, fuck. Actually, they don't realize how much we have to curve our personal sex life to do the damn business to begin with. But that's another conversation <laughs> for today. Listen, that's conversation for another fucking day. When Nick and I had COVID, Nick and I didn't see each other for three weeks when we had COVID, right? And yeah. he he doesn't he doesn't jerk off because he does porn, so he like saves every nut, you know. So yeah. he wasn't jerking off at all, and he was like, "Girl, oh my god, I'm gonna die!" Like I was like, "Sir, I don't know how you're doing that because as soon as I felt like I wasn't gonna die anymore, then I was tearing myself up." Because I was like, I have not seen you in so long. (laughs) Like, he was like, you are worse than me. Like, he kept saying, like, I kept asking the universe to send me a girl that had a sex drive like me. And he's like, and you're worse. (laughs) Hey, you know what they say? Beware what you ask for. (laughs) Yeah, the universe was like, all right, bet. (laughs) Is that what you want? Here you go. (laughs) Hope you're happy, you motherfucker. Yeah, you better drive from New York every time because you don't want to, you know, beat your knee. <laughs> but look, but get that. We've been going for almost two hours, so. I know. Bobby, we're doing it. This is like our show now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's why, we, you see, that's why, see, hopefully we, we can exchange content information so we can go ahead and discuss possibly doing a show for the premium smoke room we that's what we get to discuss because like i said I would love it. listen if people like me then i'll come back but if they're like oh that girl was annoying then you know i don't want to ruin your show <laughs> i don't think Speechless. uh Speechless, uh, uh but uh, uh, you will be back oh I hope i'm not. telling you I'm, I'm telling you right now because i know my fan base and i know how you're talking you give it up that's what they like to hear they like entertain females that are entertaining, 
that are funny and you all that. That's why I say I would love to work with something on you. With well, you. let's do it. And, I would love it. And, and, and you know, and, honestly, I would love it if you, me, and Unique did a show together because then you can kind of get the perspective of like how he's been mentoring me and from his side. And we could talk about the director versus lover situation. <laughs> um, oh, I, see, 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 she just gave an idea for. See, that's why I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then, that means I got to ask you a question. I'm listening. Will you be a smoke buddy? Absolutely. Do we get high together? Yes, we do. It's the smokers. I would love that. Now, with that being said, tell everybody where they can spend money on you. Oh, you can spend money on me on OnlyFans. OnlyFans slash Ryu, R-I-O-U-X, Rocket, like Pocket Rocket, because I'm tiny. And um, you can spend money on me at only, uh, not what is it called, many vids, same, everything's the same. Twitter, many vids, only fans, still working on X videos and something else. And Nick and I are going to um, have a many vids and X videos and all that that are together. Like we're going to have separate ones and joint ones. So if you want to like, you know, subscribe to us as a couple or subscribe to me or subscribe to him, whatever. Although he tells me constantly that he doesn't want people to subscribe to him to get to me because he wants them to pay me. <laughs> so see, say, say no more. Cause I mean, at, at the end of the day, because it's the trickle down effect. Cause at this, I looked at it. If they go to her site, and they like the scene, they'll come to mind. Right, you know what exactly. I'm saying? It, it, but it, but, but the women has to be the main course because that's how the, the business works. Because y'all are the star. That's just that's, the like you said. That's a top ten dick. I'm fucking a top ten dick. So if they want to pay to get that dick, then they should pay that man for his beautiful dick. Say no more. So <laughs> that's now, a good way to end it. That's the title of the yeah. show. Pay that man for his beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh Jesus. So now, people, you know how we got to end this. Always, every way, all day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby girl. Thank you. I had so much fun. Let's do it again soon. Yes. Mwah. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right